With the trade deadline less than a month away, it's time to see which players you want in Seattle. We're grading your Mariners trade proposals here on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. It is Thursday, July 7, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Sadie Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So we are bringing back Fan Fiction Friday on a Thursday here. If you are not familiar with what Fan Fiction Friday is, and, and some of you, maybe a lot of you, uh, might not be, uh, because this is a, something that we did uh, back during the off season before we were on YouTube. So we've added a lot of listeners since then. Uh, basically, we have asked you, our, our listeners, to uh, submit your Mariners trade proposals, and we are going to grade them live on this show. We're going to be grading them on the 2080 scouting scale, so 20 being the worst, 80 being the best, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and we're going to be basing that score off of, obviously, if the trade is realistic, also if it makes sense for the Mariners, if it makes sense for the other team, all that good stuff. So, Colby, are you ready to get into it? boy <laughs> yeah this uh this segment can typically get off uh, go off the rails here but uh I, we'll see how you guys did uh so we got 12 trades all via twitter uh and we're gonna start with alex lions at just underscore lions who has a very simple straight to the point trade between the reds and the mariners in which the mariners get infielder slash corner infielder uh brandon drury for Levi Stout, what do you think, Colby? Yeah, um, it's a bit much. Stout has really struggled this year um, relative to the hype he had coming into the year. Uh, the the splitter changeup, whatever he, he threw, it's kind of a split change. Uh, it's taken a step backwards this year. It's caused a lot of people to kind of almost give up on the idea that he's a starter um, long term, but We'll see. Maybe there's an adjustment that could be made. But I think for half a season of Brandon Drury, who's really only been this good this year, I think that's just a tad bit too much. Um, if, you know, if Drury had another year of club control, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but because of the relatively short track record and because of, uh, you know, the, the fact that he's a rental, I just yeah, I think it's a bit too much to give up for Drury. But I think it's Drury probably, scares me. Honestly, yeah, I think it's probably what the Reds would ask for, though. Yeah, and they might be justified to ask that as yeah. well, uh, considering what the market is uh, for infielders, particularly guys who can play second base. Uh, and Jury can a little bit. He can also play third, of course. 
Um, but yeah, you know, like you mentioned, he's never performed anywhere close to this. This is a 131 WRC plus guy right now. And, um, you know, he's really been one of the very few hitters on the Reds that is actually finding success. But look, you know, the, the Mariners just acquired, uh, you know, someone this offseason who uh, had an all-star level first half of the season and then struggled after he got traded, and that's Adam Frazier. He, he struggled when he got traded to San Diego. That can happen again here with Drury, who doesn't have the track record. Really mm-hmm. scares me uh, on, on top of, you know, the fact that he is only under club control for the next two and a half months. So, yeah, Levi Stout is a lot. Um, I could see this happening though. I think this is pretty realistic. So I'll give this like a 55. I, I, I wouldn't do this if I were the Mariners. I, I think I'd look for someone with a little bit more club control, or if it is a rental, someone that has a little more track record than, uh, than Drury. What about you? Yeah, what I'll are you feeling it, on this one? I'll give it a 45. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll do, I'll do 50. Um, okay. it's not bad. I think the valuation's roughly right. I just wouldn't do it if I were the Mariners. Um, mm-hmm. I still believe in Stout enough. I still think he's a top 10 guy. He's just a lot closer to 10 than uh, you would hope that he would be at this stage of the season. All right, so Alex has uh, one more deal on here. Uh, Noel V. Marte, Gabriel Gonzalez, and Adam Mako, Pablo Lopez. It's going to cost you a lot to get Lopez. I don't think that good. Uh, those are three you know, uh, intriguing prospects with a, a lot of loud tools, uh, but the Marlins are, are going to be... Uh, valid honestly to even ask for more than that uh so i'm gonna go like a 40 on this yeah i think you gotta add at least taylor trammell outfielder who could help them now we know that the they've been looking for center field help trammell can mm-hmm. play center so maybe that's a guy who interests them on top of this uh Marte and, and gonzalez are both top six or seven prospects uh, Marte's probably top three still at this point mm-hmm. Uh, and then Adam Mako's kind of had a he's kind of been okay this year, but he's been hurt. Uh, but there's a lot of upside there. So um, I think you need more. I think it's probably going to cost you at least Taylor Trammell. Um, but more realistically, it's probably going to cost you Emerson Hancock or Harry Ford. Uh, you're going to have to give up two of the of your big three uh, with no LV Ford or Arroyo, mm. probably on top of Gonzalez and Mako. So I think you're a, a good piece short. So I, I would give it like a 45. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Chris at Zip, uh, ZipKidW uh, has a straight one for one. Herman Marquez, Rockies right-handed pitcher for Emerson Hancock. This is a deal that we actually talked about on our Patreon show yesterday, uh, but we didn't give it a grade or, or anything. Uh, what are you feeling on this deal? I wouldn't do it if I were Seattle. Um, I kind of feel like I'm low man on Marquez. I, I keep, you know, people keep telling me that he's you know, a high, he's a, you know, number one, number two type of guy. And I look at his numbers and every year I'm like, eh, he's like a number four, like a good number four, maybe a number three. So I don't think I would do this if I were Seattle. You do get him for um, at least a year and a half. There is an option that is going to end up being a team option that uh, is incredibly reasonable. So if they made this trade, I wouldn't be upset. I get it. Uh, but I'm not a huge Marquez guy, but I, I think, you know, the, I think, the Rockies probably want more than this, and I'm not willing to give it to them. So, uh, yeah, I'd say probably like a 45. Yeah, I think the Rockies are going to end up asking for more on yeah. this deal, and at that point, like you, I'm out because um, Marquez to me has a ceiling of a number three, 
and he's probably a number four with a pretty clear floor of being a number five, uh, you know, and, and giving you that kind of level of production. So that's a, that's a pretty big risk. Plus, you know, with guys that deal with the cores effect and all that stuff, you really don't know how it's going to impact them going away from cores, if at all. I mean, you know, everyone thought that Tyler Chatwood was going to become amazing being away from cores, and it just didn't happen for him. You know, and I'm not saying that Marquez is exactly like Chatwood or anything like that, but there is a... Uh, a level of hesitancy that comes with acquiring pitchers that, that come out of uh, Colorado and trying to project for them. So I'm going to go 40 because I, I don't think in the end the, the Rockies would do this. And uh, there's just a lot of risk involved. Someone like Marquez. Uh, Chris has another deal here. Uh, Guardian shortstop Ahmed Rosario for Zach Deloach, Adam Mako, and Taylor Dollard. And he mentions, of course, you know, Cleveland prefers bulk, and we've talked about that a lot in the past when doing these shows. Uh, so what do you think about Rosario for uh, the trio Deloach, Mako, and Dollard? Uh, I think that's pretty light. Uh, Deloach is like a fourth outfield ceiling. Dollard is like a number four ceiling. Uh, Mako is probably a number three ceiling. Um, Rosario, you get for a year and a half. I am assuming he would come over and play second base for you, not shortstop. Uh, but he's a pretty good player. You know, he's good defense. He's he's an okay defender. Uh, really starting to hit. He's got some speed. He's got some power. Uh, he would be a huge upgrade at second base for you. So I'm I'm definitely interested in Rosario. Um, I, I think one thing that Cleveland also prefers to bulk is major league pieces. We've seen them trade. Trevor Bauer for, you know, less. We've seen them trade Clevenger for a little bit less if they get a major league piece. So, again, this could be where a guy like Taylor Trammell comes into play. Would you trade five mm-hmm. years of Taylor Trammell, Taylor Dollard, and and Zach Deloach for a, for a year and a half of Ahmad Rosario? Uh, you might. And that might be what it takes. So I, I think Rosario is a really good under-the-radar target. Uh, and I do think Cleveland would prefer bulk, but I think you need to add either a major league piece or a little bit better of a headliner than Adam Mako. Yeah, I, I, I think a major league piece is needed here, whether that's Abraham Toro, whether that's Taylor Trammell, probably Trammell. Uh, mm-hmm. I, would, I would think that they would prefer there uh, of the two. Um, maybe even someone like Luis Torrens getting thrown in there as well. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that specific package gets done. I think it does start the conversation, though, and, and Rosario does only have a year and a half of, of club control left, I believe. So, um, you know, you got to be kind of realistic about the the cost there for, for if you're Cleveland. Plus, you know, he hasn't been incredible in his career. He's, he would certainly be helpful for the Mariners, but he's not... Um, an all-star caliber player either that we're, you know, that we're talking about here. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, th- I think this is a solid conversation starter at least. So I'll go 48. I'll give it a What are you feeling? Okay. So Porton at Hunter Porton uh, has uh, Emerson Hancock, Noel V. Marte, Alberto Rodriguez, and Taylor Dollard to the, and whatever else he says, <laughs> to the Marlins for Jazz Chisholm and Pablo Lopez. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say something here. Yeah. The the Marlins might ask for Julio Rodriguez and they might honestly be, uh, Oh, they're totally. Yeah. Completely justified to, to ask for that. Absolutely. You get Lopez for this year and two more years after this, and you get Chisholm for, I believe four more years after this. Yeah. They should ask for Julio and the Mariners aren't going to trade Julio. So any combination of jazz and Pablo, my answer is if Julio's not in your trade, they're going to probably say no. And of course, it's not going to be so. 
Yeah. Um, I like that you're going big, but you know, even if they, even if you convince them not to take Julio, they're going to say, okay, give us Kirby, give us Gilbert. I yeah. don't think you're getting him for Harry Ford or, or hand. I don't think you can get him for Harry Ford, Arroyo, those two for Ford, Arroyo, Marte, and Hancock, like your top mm. four. I don't think you can get those two for those guys. So uh, it's it's pretty much Julio, Gilbert, or Kirby to start the package, mm-hmm. and the Mariners aren't doing that. So yeah, so I'm gonna go like a 30, 25, yeah. something like yeah. that here. Yeah, yeah, right over there. Uh, Kyle Chandler, Daz Chisholm, and Garrett Cooper for Jared Kelnick, Abraham Toro, and Tramel. I think this is kind of the same issue. You're going to have to include, if you want Jazz Chisholm, you're going to have to include someone like Edwin Arroyo, Harry Ford, etc. Um, mm. And so, yeah, so so even even though that Kelnick is a you know former top prospect, all the struggles and everything that have, have gone into his last year and a half, uh, I think is uh, has diminished his, his trade return too much, or his trade value rather, too much to uh, I, uh, be a headliner in this deal. Yeah, I think you, I mean, Kelnick, I think, would have some interest from a team like Miami. Um, yeah, absolutely. But if you're trying to get Jazz Chisholm and Garrett Cooper, who's having a very nice year, they're going to say, give me Kelnick, Arroyo, Hancock, and maybe Trammell. Like, Jazz Chisholm is going to be very expensive, and if you can get him without giving up anybody from your major league roster, great. You're, you're probably going to do very well in that trade. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to be looking at more trades in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping of BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style, and Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring will be a one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry? But having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. You're listening to Locked On Mariners Podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. Colby, let's get back into these traits. We are going to go with Colin B here. Royals get 110. Zach Deloach, Sam Carlson, and Abraham Toro with the Mariners getting Whit Merrifield and Andrew Benatendi. You're going to need a bigger piece. Uh, leading piece for if you want Ben Attendee. Um, you could probably get Merrifield with some combination of players that you mentioned, but uh, not Ben Attendee. Ben Attendee's had a great year, and apparently the Royals are asking uh, Tyler for him, uh, despite being a uh, a rental. And look, we got to be real about it. Whether you think that he's worth it or not, a team like the Yankees might be able to justify spending that uh, kind of prospect mm-hmm. capital on someone like Ben Attendee if they feel that it's going if he's going to take them over the top and help them win a World Series. Whereas the Mariners are not in a position to to do such a thing. But uh you know someone like Juan Ten not going to be valuable whatsoever. He hasn't even pitched this year plus he's uh, he takes up a 40 man spot. 
uh, teams are going to run away from that. Uh, so that that I don't think that's a possibility whatsoever here. Sam Carlson is nice. We like Sam Carlson here on the show. I don't know if uh, if a bunch of other teams are going to like Sam Carlson though in a, in a deal that you know like this, especially when he is going to be kind of a significant piece to this deal. Uh, you know, Deloach is fine, but he's kind of a fourth outfield type, and then Toro's been struggling at the major league level now, and so uh, I, I just don't see a piece here where the uh, where the Royals go, yeah. There we go. That's the deal that that beats out the Yankees, that beats out the Red Sox, any other team that might be in on um, Ben Attendee here. So I'm going to go 35 on this. What are you thinking, Coley? Yeah, you know, we need to remember that rentals are cheaper than guys who are mm-hmm. multi-year, but that doesn't mean they're cheap. I mean, Javi Baez, Ben Attendee's having a better year than Baez did last year, and Baez, you know, got the Cubs, Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, yeah. legitimate prospect, so... Uh, ben attendee, probably you're looking at Lazaro Montes would be my guess. Um, if you're just looking for like a that a range there, uh, Merrifield should be. I would if I were Kansas City, I would trade Merrifield for Toro, basically straight up, uh, just because honestly they're pretty comparable players right now. Uh, but Kansas City loves to hold on to their own guys. Uh, they didn't trade Hosmer, Mustakis, or Kane when they had a shot. Uh, they just let them all leave in free agency and and. Just last year, we heard that the Royals were asking for Kelnick or Julio for Merrifield. So uh, it's it's. I think that package probably gets you with Merrifield. Um, is it worth it though? Probably not. So I, I got to go thirty five ish. Um, I think if you want both, you're you're talking about Emerson Hancock uh, mm-hmm. being in the package, and maybe even Taylor Trammell. So is that worth it? Not the way Merrifield's playing right now. No. Mm-hmm. All right, at We Can't Score, Mariners get second baseman Cesar Hernandez from the Nationals for Brian Wu and cash considerations. This is a fine deal, but Hernandez isn't better than Adam Frazier. He's might not even be better than Sam Haggerty or Dylan Moore right now. So I just don't think it's really necessary for the Mariners, and I don't think it really helps them uh the the return i don't really care about i mean woo's an interesting arm but he's also a reliever um and cash who cares uh but yeah i just don't think that hernandez up upgrades you at any spot really um at this point so i'll go 50 because like it, the the compensation is fine i would think but i just i don't really see the point in it yeah, I think it's a 50 because I think the valuation is basically spot on. I mm-hmm. think this is about what Cesar Hernandez is going to cost you. I just don't know if the Mariners are the right team for Cesar Hernandez because I could just roll with Adam Frazier, get roughly the same production, and keep Brian Wu. Like, I'm not trying to hoard Brian Wu, but like, if you were getting the Cesar Hernandez equivalent at left field, then like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But second base, he's just not a huge upgrade over Frazier, which is sad to say, but it's it's accurate. So um, I, I, I like it. I think it's a, a pretty good trade just in terms of value. I just don't know if, if Hernandez helps the Mariners all that much, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll still give it a 50. All right. Probably, um, most, probably the most realistic trade we've seen so far, though. Yeah. At in terms of not... At not Bob Ross, <laughs> Jazz Chisholm to Seattle for Kyle Lewis, Justice Sheffield, and Milkar Perez. Uh, Zero. Zero. <laughs> it breaks the scale for you, Colby. Kyle Lewis, Justice Sheffield, and Milkar Perez are all damaged goods. 
And I don't think Justice Sheffield is worth anything. I think yeah. if the Mariners DFA Justice Sheffield, there's a decent chance he'd clear. Um, dude, just he's not good, and it's sad because in 2020 he was. So 2020, yeah, he looks like a legit number four, number three, even at times. You're like, wow, the Mariners really have something here, and then it just it all went south for him, and it's it's not looking amazingly better in AAA. It looks a little better, but who cares? So, Milcar Perez has had a bad year. Kyle Lewis yep. can't get on the field. Uh, again, if you guys want Jazz Chisholm and you're not willing to give up Julio, Kirby, Gilbert, and I don't think the Mariners are, although a Gilbert for Jazz Chisholm trade would be a lot of fun, but create another hole. But that's a different discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have to give up, you know, Arroyo, Ford, probably two of them, Marte, uh, and then maybe a Taylor Trammell, maybe a uh, Emerson Hancock on top of it. Like mm-hmm. Jazz Chisholm is, is going to take probably two of your top four prospects and a major leaguer like uh, Taylor Trammell to even start a conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, just, it's uh, not going to this breaks the scale in the worst way for, for me. Sorry about that. Not Bob Ross. Uh, great, <laughs> Scott G great handle though. Great handle. Yeah. 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 80 great handle. Uh, zero great trade. 65 great handle. All right. All right. Always, like always, though, so. always the contrarian. <laughs> Uh, so, so Scott Judy uh, wants to know if we would do uh, Ramon Urias, a player that you just wrote about on InsideTheMariners.com, shameless plug, uh, for Matt Brash. Uh, my answer is uh, no. <laughs> what about you? Uh, not even close, no. Yeah, nope. yeah. If that's the asking uh, price for Ramon Urias, I will just roll with Adam Frazier and Dylan Moore. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Urias is a uh, useful player in a particular situation. Uh, he's a platoon bat, though, and I'm not trading Matt Brash, who could be a you know high leverage reliever or uh, maybe even a back of the rotation starter. Yeah. Uh, for I, him. I, I wouldn't rule out the Mariners converting Brash back this winter. Um, yeah, uh, it's kind of weird he's not with the big club yet, though. That's that is kind of weird. Uh, but for Urias, I'm thinking something like. Starlin Aguilar, um, Stephen Kolick, Brian Wu, like yeah. at best Taylor Dollard, and even that I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, even that I I pause with. So I probably still do it, but yeah, I'm like, eh. so sorry, Scott. Uh, yeah, you you know how I feel. Anyone who <laughs> listens to this knows how I feel about Matt Brash. Yeah. So uh, you I, overshot I w- it a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna go. 25 <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go 35 because i like urias i just i think you uh i think there comes a point where you say it's not worth it like does urias help me yeah. sure but is it worth sacrificing matt brash to help me marginally this year no mm-hmm. no it's not so uh, i'll go 35 all right so we are going to be looking at the final trades uh, that you guys submitted in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It is the fastest and easiest way to check 
check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, so let's hop into these last few trades here. Jerry DePoto for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, negative 80. All right, at We Can't Score, <laughs> uh, Royals get Jonathan Classe and Matt Festa for Andrew Benatendi. Uh, this, again, Classe has had a decent year. Festa was interesting at times at the major league level this season, but this isn't going to be it out of package that someone like, like the Yankees, the Red Sox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, can offer. So I'm going to go about 40, 35 on this one. Colby? Uh, yeah, again, it's it's because Ben Attendee is going to be such a hot name. Klasse's uh, had a, a very nice year, and he's a very good prospect. And, and Festa looks like a legitimate major league reliever. So I see the thought process behind it. I just think Ben Attendee's market is going to be huge. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Royals get to a point where they're like, give us Emerson Hancock or we're not talking about Ben Attendee. It's just yeah. not worth it for a rental. So I'm going to give this one a 40. All right, so let, let's go over to the Control the Zone account because this is where you asked for a few more. And uh, wait, did Jordan Jordan submit one? I don't think he did. No. I, don't, I don't think Jordan also, submitted one. Also, Aiden ones. did not submit his infamous uh, oh, small, yeah. small, small, like two guys you never heard of deal. So yeah, bummer. All right, so uh, capital. Uh, wants to know if uh, Catal Marte for Adam Frazier, Levi Stout, and Alberto Rodriguez would work. Uh, no, it would not. Uh, Adam Frazier is a free agent after this season, and he's been bad. He has no value to the Diamondbacks whatsoever. Uh, Levi Stout ha- has had a step back year, I would say, uh, and, and is starting to look more like a reliever, so that impacts his value quite a bit. Alberto Rodriguez just been kind of average this season. Uh, so, yeah, uh, like Stout and Rodriguez would help in a Cattell Marte deal, but you need a headliner similar to what you would need to go get Jazz Chisholm, basically. Mm-hmm. So, no. And it's, it's worth noting Marte signed a five-year extension this winter. I don't know why he did. I don't know why the Diamondbacks gave him one. The Diamondbacks need to rebuild in the worst way, and they refuse to do it. Uh, I think if you're looking for Marte, I think, you know, Stout and Rodriguez might be your third and fourth piece. But then I think you're looking at, like, Jared Kelnick and, and Emerson Hancock as your leading pieces. And maybe yeah. it's worth Jared Kelnick because you get Marte for five years, and he's a good player. So uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's certainly, uh, you know, it, it is a tough guy to kind of gauge the trade value of, so which you did mention in your original post. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to cost a lot more than that, though. Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, 30. 35. I think you got half of it right, just not the top half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh, Max Ellingson. Uh, the winners get Chris Martin and Ian Happ from the Cubs for Emerson Hancock, Adam Macko, Michael Morales, and Jonathan Classe. Um, not bad, actually. Not bad. Yeah, I think that's pretty on the money uh, for the for the return because Happ is gonna is probably gonna command someone like like Hancock mm-hmm. um, as a leading piece, and then you know Martin's been pretty good out of the bullpen too. So. Um, I, there would be a little bit of sticker shock here for me, just, you know, speaking as a Mariners fan, um, I'd understand it though. And I I think this is ultimately fine. Honest. I think this is my favorite trade of the day. So I'm going to go 60, 65, even (laughs) what are you feeling? 
Okay. Um, worth noting in this in this deal here that uh, Ian Happ you get for the rest of this year and next year, so he's not a rental. Mm-hmm. Um, Happ can play a little bit of second, a little bit of short, or not short, a little bit in center. He's probably best suited in left field, but he is having kind of a breakout year, so that's good. Uh, Martin, I think, is a rental. No, Martin's got two years left as well, so you get him for this year, mm-hmm. and then you control him through arbitration for another year. So neither of these two are rentals, so you are paying for a year and a half, roughly, of each. So, yeah, Hancock, Mako, Morales, and Classe. Um Maybe a touch high, but I think you have to go high because those two players mm-hmm. are going to have a lot of suitors. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a 55. I, I think it's it's certainly right in line with what the final valuation for those, those two uh, is likely going to be. So I, I think uh, it's a pretty good job. And, yeah, like Ty said, there will be some sticker shock, but once you just have the draft and you get some new blood in the organization, the ranks are going to shuffle again and people will get over it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll trade Dino, um, Brandon Drury for Zach Deloach and Michael Arroyo. Again, Ooh. Drury just scares me, uh, and Arroyo is a really nice prospect, and, and Deloach is, you know, whatever, fourth outfielder. I, I'd be okay with Deloach for Drury straight I, up. I would absolutely do Deloach for Drury straight up. I'm, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Zach Deloach, I'm out. Yeah, uh, but Arroyo, the Arroyo occlusion just feels like a tad much for me. One step too far. Yeah. Um, honestly, you probably get Deloach and like Starlin Aguilar. I, I would rather do Starlin Aguilar. Uh, I'm I have Arroyo ahead of Aguilar in my ranks mm-hmm. now. So uh, maybe Brian Wu, maybe a uh, Sam Carlson. Like, yeah, I, I I I would. I think you're close. I think you're really close, Dino. Just a little bit too much on the back end. Yeah. So I'd go 45 because I think it's I think it's right there. Yeah, I'd, I'd go 50 because it's it's really close to being like mm. right on level. So, yeah, I'd go okay. 50. Okay. All right. Well, that is going to do it for all of our trades. So a little programming note before we hop off here. No show tomorrow. That's why we did this today. Uh, this is usually called Fan Fiction Friday, of course, but uh, it is Thursday. And we uh, we wanted to do this because the, uh, the deadline is fast approaching and we're probably going to be doing more of these. Uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, as the deadline gets closer and closer. So if you want to submit a uh, mock trade proposal, the easiest way to do that would be to go on Twitter and uh, add us at LO underscore Mariners. And usually we'll put out a tweet asking for trades if we are looking for them. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. Uh, You can also send them to us via email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Probably don't put them in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube because they might get lost uh, in there. So um, and, and if it's like if we have a bunch of trades on a bunch of different platforms, it, it might be easy to, to lose track of them. So try to just get them to us on Twitter or uh, via email and, and we will uh, almost certainly uh, grade them on uh, on a future show. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Mariners podcast and for this week. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. Now make your second listen of the day locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like 
like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend. And we'll see you on Monday. Peace.